Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined now at the return in Washington, D.C. by the CEO of MyPillow, who doesn't know Mike Lindell. Welcome to the program, sir. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on here. So I'm honored to meet you in person. I've heard secretly um, that you are a Christian, <laughs> that you love Jesus. I, I put it right out there. <laughs> but you might not have heard I was a former crack addict. You know, oh, yeah, no, true no. story, true story. You have a book about this. Yes, yeah, it's called What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? One of the most amazing books you'll ever read. In fact, yeah. if you want to help out, Star Star Pray, you can go to about, I, we, I combine with The Return and my Lindell Recovery Network, but all my proceeds of my book are going for, it's gonna help millions of addicts. That is fascinating. So you wrote this book not to sell it like you would pillows, actually to give it away yeah, yeah. For, for a charitable well, that, cause. It's, yeah, to use the money for it. You know, I self-published. Yeah. I pre-printed three million copies. That's three million copies. That's a big garage <laughs> you got. <laughs> and uh, took seven years to write, but the, the way it turned out, and I just felt God wanted me to, you know, use this money to, you know, it's my story to use it for good. And uh, it's uh, this recovery network that's called the Lindell Recovery Network. It's, uh, gonna, it's the best help, I believe, ever in history for addicts. What's the title of the book and where can we buy a copy? It's called What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? And you can get a copy. You can go right to MyPillow.com and get one right there if you want. Save $10. Use promo code M. So, <laughs> promo code M. So bring me through... The, the short version of the story. How did you go from crack addict well, to CEO? I was, you know, I was, my parents divorced when I was seven and I, I can go back to that. Um, the, I was put into a school where I was the only kid from a divorced family. So I didn't feel, uh, you know, I could fit in. I felt different than everyone. I mean, and this stuff manifests, I think a lot of people, you know, fatherlessness in this country, I believe addiction stems from childhood and trauma and things that happen that you don't even realize. And then you end up using drugs, alcohol, or addictions to mass pain, to, uh, to false courage. I mean, wow. fear of rejection. I'm a person, I couldn't talk to people. If I, didn't, if I wasn't higher, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk. Yeah. So I would be very, you know, and I look back now and it was fear of rejection. So it was like, you don't get rejected if you don't talk. You know, yeah. it's a very simple concept. You don't, you know, people that are, feel unworthy and that's the devil, devil's lies that get in there. They, uh, you know, all these lies and- uh, in A spirit way, of fear. The spirit of fear, right. Well, here, then, you know, I was a very functioning addict. I think what happens is people, people perceive addicts as uh, homeless in the street. Uh, that's the least of them. It doesn't matter how many forks you eat with, addiction affects everyone, okay? Yeah. I mean, it's, I was a functioning addict until about the year 2000, and I switched from cocaine and alcohol and compulsive gambling to crack cocaine. So then in crack cocaine, it was like, you know, we didn't make jokes about heroin, like, what are you, what are you on heroin? No, it was, what are you on, crack? You yeah, know? yeah. So I, uh, it's then, stronger. Yeah, it's invented my pillow in 2004, so I was a, uh, I had these parallel paths going uh, of addiction and, and uh, you know, I lost a 20 year marriage. I had all these things happen. But one of the things in, two, in 2008, even the drug dealers, I was up for 14 days, they did an intervention. And I come out of the room in Minneapolis there, by the way, where all the stuff got, you know, um, t um, burned out. Yeah. Um, these were my friends, lost their businesses for years. What a yeah. shame. And uh, anyway, I come out of the room and all three of the drug dealers are there, the biggest dealers in the cities. And I go, what are you guys doing? You go, you've been up for 14 days. You're, you're, we're, we're cutting you off. I go, what is this an intervention? They go, call it whatever you want, Mike. 
Now they went to. They were your drug dealers. Your drug dealers. Standing to make a profit from selling you crack, but they refused to because you were over the right, limit. Right, right. And, and here's what and here's what happened. There's a reason they they said that. Now one of them left in disgust. The other one went down to the streets, got the word out. I didn't know it at the time. The other one sat with me like my mother babysitting, looking over and how much you got left, and he's watching me. He finally went to sleep, and I snuck down to the streets of Minneapolis. I couldn't buy crack anywhere. I came upstairs at three in the morning, and I go. He goes, "How'd that work out for you?" He goes, "Man, he goes. This is what he said. He goes, man, you've been telling us for years that this my pillow thing is just a platform for God, and you're going to come back someday and help us all out of this addiction lifestyle we're living." And because oh I would God. tell him that all the time, I prophesied that I would, you guys, I'm going to quit someday and I see it. I'm going to evangelize and I'm going to be an evangelist and bringing people yeah. out of addiction. Well, now two of those guys are born again Christians. Yeah. Um, they, you know, and by the way, I got saved on February 18, 2017. So all the years you see me wearing my cross, I wanted to be that guy. Yeah. Just like I would always tell them and God was chasing me, but I always wanted to be that guy. How know? did you get saved? What was the moment? of personal salvation was, for you. They, it was, here's what, it was a buildup. I look at things in my book, it's what, it, you know, when you look at things in your own life, it's a one in a million, one in a billion, or this is, could never happen. You add them together, when does it become a miracle? I use mathematical odds. I have my whole life going, this couldn't have happened. This has to be of God, right? Yeah. But then, you know, and I had 14 near-death experiences. So, I mean, I should have known a long time ago, Jesus is real, you know, God's yeah. real. Well, yeah. what happened then in 2015, things started happening that don't happen to normal people. I had a dream I'd be in the same room as Donald Trump. I go, why would I want to meet Donald Trump? A month later, he runs for president. Now, I realized I knew nothing about politics. I, I was into crack my whole life. I didn't know a, a Republican from a Democrat. Well, things started happening. Ben Carson, I went to uh, the National Prayer Breakfast. I'm still not saved, but I went there, and I was picked out of 12 people to pray in a room with Ben Carson when uh, um, he was still running for president. And now I'm in that room and they, uh, this prophet guy says, uh, a couple of you in this room are praying and I'm going, I'm not knowing what I'm doing. He goes, a couple of you in this room are gonna uh, um, change the world. They're gonna become great friends and change the world. And, and uh, I'm thinking, they're thinking, well, I think one of them might be me, but who's the other one? Well, Ben and I are best friends now. Yeah, so I mean, it was like prophesy. Yeah. But these things kept happening. And then that meeting with Donald Trump did happen. He reached out to me, said, Mike, will you meet me in Trump Tower? But these things kept happening, I'm going, God has to be real. This is impossible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, even my friends, they see on TV, I'm sitting with the president of the United States on it, and they go, my friends are going, Jesus is real. There's no way that this crack <laughs> addict is sitting next to the president. Okay. But I, this built up to me going to this retreat. Now, I had good seeds all my life planted, but I went to, it's called Operation Restored Warrior, and it was for veterans, actually. It's like yeah. a it's like a drop zone. But I went in there with hope, you know, and my gal I'm with, she goes, you believe in God, but you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I went in there with hope, and on the second day, February 18, 2017, I got on my knees and surrendered, and it was the most peaceful thing ever, where all of it went off of me. I'm going, I don't have to worry anymore about the, you know this, and now I could go out and speak out for Jesus like I did a pillow. Yeah. You know? and, and Jesus was, came into your heart that day. Yeah, 100%, restored my heart, it was gone. All the stuff I haven't forgiven myself for, I was forgiven for. That was really key. There were things in my past I couldn't forgive myself for. Yeah. I, I thought, oh yeah, I'd wrote, you know, it's in my book. You know, I can read well. I'll leave something to imagination for the book. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I love that. So now you're you're sort of involved in politics, but I sense your real heart is the gospel. It's, well, yeah, it's yeah. Jesus. Here's here's where it's at. It, right now, before this pandemic, I was uh, last fall. 
I was with a guy and he's sitting there and we're both, he's, some, he's uh, like 80 years old and he goes, Mike, he said, I just met him. He goes, you know, Mike, people don't look to God. And uh, he's a born again Christian. He said, we, people don't look to God unless bad things are going in their life, like the Great Depression. And I looked at him and I said, no, I said, the Great Depression, they had God but they were praying for th physical things like food and, food and shelter. I said, we have an opportunity of a lifetime here. We have addiction. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's an opportunity for the biggest revival in history. My platform called the Lindell Recovery Network is not, it's, it's, the goal is not just to get people off of drugs, alcohol, overeating, whatever it is. That's just a bonus is to get people to Jesus. Yes. That's the calling. Yes. That's my calling. That platform is used for, you know, when my when my drug dealers back in the day said, you know, I tell them I'm going to have this great platform to bring, you know, yeah. to help people in addiction, but I didn't know that the help was Jesus. Right. <laughs> Amen. And now you know and now they're coming to Christ in record numbers. Oh yeah. And and in. You're you're also everyone's looking for hope. Yeah. Everybody's looking for hope now. Now you throw in a pandemic, you stir it up. Everybody's looking for hope. Somebody out there is I mean, watching. Hope is Jesus. Somebody out there is watching. They haven't read your book yet. They know where to find it. But um, would you would you minister to them and maybe say a word of prayer? Yeah. Here's what you need to know. I, I'm going to say this first. Everyone out there, we all know people that have died from drugs and you know all these and that uh, these horrible things going on with our children dying, ODing. But we also know people that have made it through. You know, people like myself. But if you're an addict out there, and and you and you have someone your own age, maybe does the same drug, but you know he made it through. Go find out how he made it. You're gonna find out he made it through Jesus, because yeah. that's what works. And my prayer is, I just pray that everyone can realize there is hope out there, and to not to that God that God just fill their hearts up, fill those wounds, and replace them, restore their hearts. Replace them with you, Lord. Come into anyone out there that feels they're unworthy or feel they're not good enough or feel rejected, have a fear of rejection. Take away all those fears and fill it, fill it up with God. Fill it up, Lord. We ask you just come into everyone's heart out there. Restore them. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. My guest has been Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. Get a copy of his book. What's it called? What are the odds from crack addict to CEO? Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code M, and you save $10, I think, and plus everything you get on their ships for free. And you got some great bed sheets, too. Yep, yep, absolutely. The keys <laughs> of dream sheets. There's a lot of stuff on there. Our new bed's coming out. We just did the commercial for it. Brand new bed. It's going to change your life. But the um, but the book will change lives. I mean, the book the book will change. So you give it to someone that, and, and it's not just all about addiction. It's entrepreneurship, not getting up. By the time you read the book, if you don't, if you don't, believe in God, you didn't read the book, reread it. Amen. What are the odds? Find it from Mike Lindell. I'm Dr. Chaps. We'll be back at The Return in Washington, D.C. You know, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2 that we are to pray for kings and all those in authority. Why? So that we can live peaceful lives in godliness and contentment. In that spirit of prayer, we have commissioned 500 commemorative Donald Trump golden coins. Each one says, in God we trust. And we will send this to you for a donation of any amount when you call us right now at 866-Obey-God or give through our website, PrayInJesusName.org. There's a limited number of these commemorative coins and why would you have this? Well, every time you look at it or feel it in your pocket, we want you to be reminded to pray for our president, especially in this election year, especially with all that's been happening in the news, we need to uplift 
President Donald Trump in prayer. Call us right now at 866-ObeyGod, and for a donation of any amount, listen, we're running out, limited supplies. Call us right now, and we'll ship you a Donald Trump coin.